TH Glee, the show where we get high and watch Glee. I'm Courtney, and I've never seen all of Glee. And I'm Elise, and Glee was my entire personality back in the day. I know for the listeners, we are both consuming weed legally and are allowed to have it, so if it is not legal in your area or you are not of legal age to consume it, please don't. And yes, we will be trashing Will Schuster in every episode. Please enjoy this, and hi us, take it away. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> It's me, a Courtney. <laughs> Welcome to a TH Glee. Wahoo! <laughs> you have to be Luigi. Ah, my ah. brother. <laughs> brother. It's Luigi. <laughs> it's Luigi. <laughs> and then we go, wah, for Waluigi. <laughs> we go, ow, 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 for Yoshi. <laughs> And then we got Toad going, <laughs> Hey, it's Bootylicious! <laughs> Welcome to TH Glee. <laughs> Welcome to TH Glee. I cannot wait in for you to listen to that already later. Tell, this is our first episode of the day, which means we're peak high. I cannot wait for you to listen to this later and just like text me and go, I am dying. <laughs> I edited like four episodes of TH Glee yesterday and the whole time I'm like, oh my god, Courtney, do you remember when we said this? She's like, no. <laughs> I remember the concierge consigliere thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to listen to that later and be embarrassed. <laughs> Oops. It's so words. funny though. It, get, it got such a big reaction out of me. I did this big crazy laugh. Look what I did. Anyway. Can you see that? Oh, Courtney, ew. I know. I scratched my pinky last night. It still hurts. It's like right on the top of my pinky, which is uh, right where typing happens. So, anyways, we watch Glee <laughs> episode eleven. This is this is season one, episode eleven. It's called Hairography. Classic, but not a lot of hairography considering the title. Only two hairographies. Yeah, and one of them was good. Yes. The other was New Directions. <laughs> yes. Um, the, <laughs> the fact that New Directions is poised to be this, like, greatest glee club of all time is hilarious. Because every other person, every other team we've seen has been better than them in every single way. Yes. And has, like, three times as many people in it. Courtney... If you think trying to figure out the Hannah Montana universe and Hannah Montana family tree is hard, figuring out the way that the show choir competitions work on Glee is gonna is gonna be on a new level. Like oh God. the the way that the rules fluctuate and change and the way that certain teams are in certain regions or not over the years. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know if that made sense, but... I'm sure it will once we get to those episodes. Because the thing is, this season, sectional, regional, 
who cares? Like, it's all fine. This is setting the precedent. It's once we hit season two and then afterwards, like every time they have to do a competition on this show after season one, they're like, uh, we have to do that again. (laughs) And they just are like, uh, well, we already know that these two actors who had these teams are available. So they'll just be at sectionals this year, even though they were, they were only at nationals last year and things like that. It just, (laughs) anyway, I'm not going to know what any of this means until we get to season two, I think. Yeah. It just sounds like a nightmare. But we got to see the competition in this episode. We got to see some competition, yes. We got... These, these, this will be the lineup for sectionals as New Directions, Jane Adams, and the School for, School the, for the Death. I don't remember the rest of the names of the other two places, but yeah. Eve is in charge of the Jane Adams School. Mm-hmm. And the way that Mr. Shu has to get in, like he's getting to fucking Arkham Asylum to get into the school. It is rather Batman-esque. Yeah, it's like he's going to see the Joker. But no, he's just going to go see a bunch of girls who maybe stole a wallet once in their life. (laughs) Yeah. All run by Eve. Yeah, so... God, I was not paying attention during most of, like, the talking scenes of this. I'll be honest. No. <laughs> um, so, but when we got to the end, I was going to say, and this is to our advantage since we weren't paying very much attention, it's another one of those episodes where a lot happens, but nothing actually changes in the plot. No, it's all build up, and then everything is just remaining the same. The only thing that happened is that Sue showed Eve and the other guy, the deaf the school guy, list. the set list. And she's yes. like, these are the songs they're for sure doing you guys deserve to win or some bullshit. Yeah. And that's the yeah. only thing. And then Quinn, Quinn was like, I'm keeping my baby. Just kidding. Yeah. So didn't it, matter. Was, it was very much one of those where it's like, something is at a certain point at the start of the episode. And then in the middle, they're like, wait, no, it's going to be the opposite of that. And then at the end, it's like, no, it's the same as it was. As long as one thing moves in the plot, from episode to episode, they're like, well, we can just fuck around with whatever we want in the middle. <laughs> yeah. And like, because, okay, so there's like three different things happening. Quinn is going through a whole existential crisis where she's like, I think I'm going to keep my baby and I think I want to raise it with Puck. And so she sets up this whole plan to have a night with Puck and like see, suss it out. And so she convinces Kurt to give Rachel a makeover to keep Finn distracted. Meanwhile, Kurt does the opposite because he wants Kurt Finn to himself. And so he yes. and Rachel are competing for Finn. And then Quinn, who set this all up in the first place, is like, I'm going to go, I'm going to hang out with Puck. And then Terry and Terry's crazy fucking sister are like, she can't keep her baby. Let's have her babysit my horrible kids so she knows what it's like to be surrounded by horrible children so she so quinn and puck go babysit meanwhile puck is text sexting santana mm-hmm. the entire time and the theme like, of this episode the word of the day is distractions take a shot every time they say distraction because terry got will a car to distract <laughs> him true. from uh, from seeing that she's not actually pregnant which spoiler we're gonna find out like tomorrow he finds out in the next episode yeah, yeah. And so then Quinn is like, I think I'm going to keep my baby with Puck. And then 
Santana's like, uh, Puck was sexting me the whole time. So stop. And then Quinn's like, just kidding. I love you, Finn. Um, Terry, you can have my baby. Mr. Shu sells the, the sports car for the shittiest van in the world. It has wood paneling. It's so hideous. It's basically the mystery machine. <laughs> my dog just ran out of my room for <laughs> no reason. And there I must be it. someone delivering something or whatever. <laughs> and yeah, Terry gets Quinn's baby. Like, nothing mattered. Yeah, neither that's Kurt, all the, like, plot stuff. And then... Neither uh, Kurt nor Rachel got Finn, so, like, that didn't matter. I will say, while uh, Kurt refuted it by being like, you also don't have a chance with him, he chose Quinn or whatever, as if he's not 15 and allowed to change his mind. Um, yeah. Rachel makes the very astute point. She's like, okay, you're calling me second choice. Whether I was second choice or a hundredth choice or a millionth choice, I'd still be ahead of you because I'm a girl. And I was like, whoa. Like, damn. Yeah. I mean, you gotta feel bad for Kurt because, you know, this is probably I the first I felt bad time for I'm- Rachel this episode. I felt bad for both of them because, you know, this is probably the first crush that either of them have ever really had. Mm-hmm. And now they gotta, like, compete for him and he's also dating somebody else. Who's pregnant. Who's pregnant. Like, the web of, like, bullshittery in this high school. I felt bad for Rachel because she probably thought that she finally was making a friend in Glee Club. And she also thought that she was dressing exactly how Finn wanted. Yeah. And then it turned out that neither of those things were true and that Kurt was, like, essentially just, like, playing a prank on her. And meanwhile, Rachel doesn't even know that the whole thing was orchestrated by Quinn. Like, it's so fucked up. Yeah. They're... Zena, go to bed. <laughs> Zena, chill the fuck out. <laughs> I do feel bad for Rachel because, like, she is the kid with no friends in high school because she is a lot. But she yeah. recognizes that she is a lot. And she has had Finn confess to her, I think twice now, that he does like her and would like to be with her. But there's just something in the way of that. What could it be? What could it possibly be? And it's just... It's gotta be frustrating. Because she has, like... She's, like, almost there. She's almost there. Yeah. Just like William Michelle and Funny Girl. Almost there. Stop. <laughs> I will never not think it's funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, A lot just, of songs. A lot of songs. Bootylicious was great. Yeah, so it was Bootylicious, Crazy in Love, Hair, Papa um, Don't Preach. Yeah, Quinn sang Papa Don't Preach. We got a, a, a little bit of the Grease song. Yeah, You're the One That I Want, Imagine. Yeah. True Colors. God, True there colors. were so many songs. Well, which one was your favorite? Um... Papa Don't Preach. Mm. I really liked Bootylicious. I thought it was really fun. It was. It was good. And one of my fun facts. Go ahead. I was going to say Crazy in Love, (laughs) the hair mashup, was a little weird. Oh, it was a lot weird. They're all wearing wigs that Mr. Shu brought in in a duffel bag. That's weird. (laughs) And they're all all staying on very well. Yeah, these high school kids, if this was real, they would not be that good at wigs. 
No. What was your fun fact? Um, that I am like 80% sure. Well, like 85. Um, that one of the dancers in the bootylicious number was the assistant choreographer for the show. I believe her name is Brooke. Uh, and I saw a lot of her on the Glee Pro- Project. Glee Project. <laughs> the Glee Project. <laughs> Shout out to the Glee Project. <laughs> yeah. What was the Glee Project? Okay, so the Glee Project was a reality competition series on Oxygen, okay. uh, where basically the the host was like the casting director for Glee, and right. uh, and. <laughs> And they, like, scouted, like, 15 young people um, based on their uh, singing ability online. And uh, they competed week to week with the final prize being a six-episode arc on Glee. Oh. And. (laughs) That's it? Not even, like main cast I mean, that was a very big deal at the time. Well, the thing is, most of them did become... I think only one of them had less than six episodes, because of the, like, final ones. Or the ones that actually made it on. Um, Anyway, they would compete week to week, and uh, every week it would have a different theme that was kind of, like, on Glee. And uh, they would do these challenges where they'd, like, have to put together a music number uh, or, like, a music video. They'd, like, shoot, like, a sequence, like, on Glee where it's, like, a fantasy number, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, was my to door the is theme. ringing. I gotta go see what... It's, it won't stop. I'm gonna go okay. see what <laughs> Be right back. Okay. She asked me this right as I was wanting to buy a ticket for something. <laughs> Text this to Rick, and we'll see if he will handle it for me. See if this is a part of this now. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm looking at something else. Okay. <laughs> it was just Amazon. I didn't even order anything. <laughs> he was very persistent on my doorbell, though. Anyways, continue about the Glee Project. <laughs> Yeah, and so every week they would also have, like, a different person from Glee come on to, like, like lead them in, like, basically the equivalent of a mini-challenge and stuff. And uh-huh. granted, I haven't seen any of this since it originally aired in, like, 2011. Um, so, but yeah, but, like, the choreographers for the show would help them every week. The vocal producer for the show would have them in the booth with them every week recording like they were on Glee. They basically tried to simulate the experience. They would have to do like one scene test and then one musical number, which they would record and then choreograph with like the same people from the show. Um, And then every week uh, someone got eliminated until there was like a top four. And I believe all four of the top four from the first season had their arcs on Glee. They, like, each got one, even though, like, only one person was supposed to get one. They had two... Oh, God, was it two or was it three? It was two. They had two, like, real winners who won the six-episode arcs. 
but mm-hmm. stayed on for longer than that. And uh, they had two that were supposed to be two episode arcs. And one of them was this girl named Lindsay Pierce, who I believe when the pandemic hit was playing Alphaba on Broadway. Oh, damn. Yeah. And so she got her two episodes. She played like a rival show choir performer or whatever in like one episode um, with Rachel and Kurt. And then she was like leading a team at sectionals that year. And then the other one who won two episodes ended up staying on for pretty much the entire rest of the show. And that was Alex Newell. Oh yeah. I know him. Yeah. So, uh, so the first season really produced because the other two winners, uh, the like actual winners were Damian McGinty who played like the Irish exchange student in the first half of season three. And I think he stayed for the back half too, but then Mm -hmm. he didn't come back after that. And then, Samuel Larson, uh, who was the guy with the dreadlocks, who had like the tattoos and was really Christian. <laughs> and they had him on also in season three, but I think the back half of season three, and he was like a love interest for Quinn. And I don't remember if he came back. Uh-huh. I don't remember. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. I kind of don't think he did, but. I'm not sure. But then season two only had the one winner, which was Blake Jenner, who uh, married Supergirl after meeting on Glee. Oh. And they are now divorced because there was the whole domestic violence scandal with him. Yeah. Melissa Um, Benoist. Benoist. (laughs) Benoist. Benoist. I never heard it said out loud. I've only read it on Supergirl. (laughs) I think of the other people from season two of the Glee Project... I don't think there was like one that turned up on a single episode kind of just for fun. And that was Ali Stroker who has since won a Tony award. Oh, um, yeah. So kind of a big deal. Like the people from Glee project have gone on to have like pretty big careers for the most part. That's like better than any other reality com- TV competition. show, Right. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> like that show actually like boosted all of their careers. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy. Um, the only one I that I can think of that's like that is maybe Drag Race. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't remember what Damien... I don't know what Damien McGinty and Sam Larson are up to now, but, I mean, Lindsay Pierce, Alex Newell, Blake Jenner, Ali Stroker, like, all went on to do, like, really big things. <laughs> Alex Newell was on an episode of Celebrity Drag Race, right? <laughs> Am I thinking of the right person? I don't know, maybe. Because the thing is, Alex Newell kind of like is very gender fluid and like uh he's also on zoe's extraordinary playlist as like a gender fluid character so i don't quite know why alex would need to go on celebrity drag race because like (laughs) a lot of what they do is drag (laughs) i think they were on the roast episode oh i think you might be right i don't know i i really only watched two episodes of that yeah, I watched two episodes, but then Grayson was like, no, the roast is actually really good. So I, the roast was on YouTube, so I just watched it. Yeah, you sent that um, to me once. Yeah, probably. It was actually really good. <laughs> Anyways, um, enough about... What about this episode? <laughs> <laughs> what 
we got a good moment of Quinn and Kurt conniving together. Yes, I was into that. Um, um, <laughs> I mean, we said what the plot was. Yeah, well, I mean, what was your favorite song? Oh, you said you like Bootylicious. <laughs> you pulled a me. <laughs> You said Papa Don't Preach. The, yes, I know okay, what I said. Her children, those three little redheaded monsters. They really they, are pretty bad. So they tied up Quinn and Puck, which and then Puck was just sexting the whole time, and Quinn was like, can we like get out of here? <laughs> but one of the kids fully just had a whipped cream pie and threw it in his own face. I bet his mom gave that to him just to like he, cause a ruckus. And then they flipped the coffee table over. Also, why was she babysitting these children, Terry's sister's children, in Mr. Shoe's house? (laughs) Yeah. And here's the other thing that I just thought about. They're doing this at Mr. Shoe's house. Mm -hmm. And then later when Quinn, well, at least we think it's at Mr. Shoe's house. Because, like, Mr. Shoe was there with Terry yeah, so they end and like Quinn is like, I got all the th- all three kids to sleep at the same time, and I got them to take a bath. And Terry's sister is like, you're like some sort of exorcist or something. And then, like Mr. Shu and Terry's sister's husband are in the kitchen drinking beer, and like Terry and her, her sister are just like walking around, and, and it is Mr. It looks like Mr. Shu's house. So I'm like, why? Did they go on a double date together and the kids are just going to sleep there all night? Like, what is happening? And also, why were they not upset that Puck was there? (laughs) So, assuming that this was at Mr. Shoe's house, that makes the end where Terry and Quinn are, like, talking on their couch. And Mr. Shoe comes in and he's like, Quinn, what are you doing here? It's like, well, but she was literally just there. Yeah, and like, I would believe. So were you? <laughs> I would believe that if Quinn had been like established as being somebody who was now up, like vaguely in their orbit, that if she saw a pregnant woman and she is herself pregnant, I would believe that she would be going to ask for tips. You know? Yeah, one hundred percent. Especially because we've established that Quinn like doesn't have any any form of parental support. No, she's so, literally living at Finn's right now, and I don't yeah. know. I'm sure Finn's mom is trying her best, but also, like, I don't. It's it's not her job. Like, <laughs> but hey, yeah, I just can I, I feel ask like, Courtney what, and then you can tell me what you feel. Why did you make your pronouns on Squadcast hot, Dad? <laughs> I only asked because I was, like, struggling to think of one for today's episode, and I just went with the title, but I don't know what Hot Dad is referencing. Um, they just really talked about how Mr. Shu was going to be a good dad, and I thought it'd be oh. funny to call him a hot dad. <laughs> like he's not like, hot and he's not a dad. <laughs> yeah, even though he's neither of those things, I just thought it'd be really funny. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, what were you going to say about the plot? Um, I don't remember. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Sh- the, I I think the reason it was just at Mr. Shoe's house is they didn't want to build another living room set. Yeah, like, well, one hundred percent. That's probably the reason. That's it's just like very logistical. I just think it's weird and kind of funny that they're like, let's have her babysit these children with Puck, who was who not invited. 
<laughs> who don't live here and who are destroying Mr. Shu's house now. <laughs> His very nice, very large apartment. <laughs> and like, did she ask if Puck can come and help her? Like, why was he there? Did he also get paid to be there? Like, yeah. Was she paid? <laughs> and also, Terry's motivation was like, to get Quinn to give her the baby again. Yeah. So why would she, like, allow room for bonding with the father? I'll guess she doesn't know that Puck's the father. I don't... Yeah. But still, it's know. like... Mr. Shu could be like, no, Puck is a weird kid. Maybe don't bring him here. Yeah, like- I've seen him personally bully... Like most of the students at the school. We also know Mr. Shu's a bad teacher, so. Mr. Shu, I just, again, watching this, I was like, Mr. Schuster just literally only has one brain cell and it is focused on Glee Club. Like, how on earth has he not figured out that his wife isn't pregnant? How? How? There are, like... 25 different tells and he like hasn't picked up on a single one of them and i'm like this man teaches children for a living he has no like no thoughts head empty this like, guy like he's so, so stupid we get a shot of them in bed together and terry has built a pillow like wall between her and mr Shu because she knows the minute he touches her he's gonna know and then he's like trying to get intimate and she's like, don't touch me. Which is like, red flag number one. <laughs> like, and then and then later, they're talking about like how they're going to get the baby from Quinn. Which, by the way, Quinn is not as far as long as Terry is supposed to be. This is what I was saying back when they were first bringing this up. It's like, is Terry just going to be 12 months pregnant? 12? That. And they're like, hatching the scheme of how she's gonna give birth without Miss- without Mr. Shu there and I'm like, that's- he would want to be there. Like, Well, here's the thing. They're like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna tell him that we're going on some sort of wellness retreat and when we come back we'll have a baby. And it's like, if you're well, traveling when you are, theoretically 11 or 12 months pregnant, your husband is coming with you wherever the fuck you go because you could literally give birth at any second of any day. And also, like, you're not ju- you're gonna just come back with a baby. You're not gonna be like you're not, you're gonna, not gonna call and be like, come to the hospital. It's happening. Like, sure, you're in Cincinnati. Supposedly, does that mean that Mister Shu is just gonna drive all the way to fucking Cincinnati and Terry's not gonna be there? Like, there are so many holes in her and her sister's scheme that I just like I can't believe they ever thought it would work. But I guess they said that I'm, um, I'm just they so are the ready brains. for they are the this brains story to be over. I mean this episode the next episode right? I have cheese. I'm, I'm like I'm really pretty sure because the whole thing with the mattress the titular role <laughs> of the mattress Hello, <laughs> to quote Marie. Beanie Feldstein <laughs> uh, is that Mr. Shu unwraps one of them because he's sleeping at the school because he and Terry, like, I'm pretty sure he figured it out. Oh. So that's why I think it's the next episode and not uh, sectionals. 
still no Emma in this episode, right? No, she was there because at the very beginning, Mr. She was like talking to her about how Sue was giving the set list to other people. And then she was the one who told him to go see the other Glee Club teachers. I have school. no memory of that. <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> uh, but that was the only part I, of the episode she was in. Yeah, I uh, I thought of a joke about the performance of Imagine, which Imagine. is, do you think uh, Gal Gadot was binging Glee during the first week of quarantine, and this is what gave her the idea to do the Imagine video? Shut up. <laughs> Absolutely. I will take any opportunity to rag on Gal Gadot. I don't give a shit. Uh, she's a wild woman. Have I done my impression of her on this show? Or for I don't you? Think so. I don't think so. Do you know my Gal Gadot impression? No. I would like to see it, please. <laughs> there is a man that I once knew. He loved planes so much. If he could be here and see this plane, I don't even know if I could handle it. The beauty of this man that I once knew. Seeing a plane. <laughs> you leave Chris Pine out of this. <laughs> That's all she talks about in Wonder Woman 1984. That movie fucking sucked. Kristen Wiig was good, but everything else sucked. <laughs> I literally, like, not to... Here's a tangent. Here's a Wonder Woman 1984 tangent. It came out on Christmas 2020, and so... Mm -hmm on christmas it was me and my roommate and grace and we were watching it and at some point we all just looked at each other and went this fucking sucks <laughs> all she's talked about is her dead fucking boyfriend and how she just <laughs> wishes he was back and planes and, planes. <laughs> and it's like nobody fight like she can't be wonder woman without the strength of the love of chris pine who she knew by the way for like two weeks if that of all the Chris's, you're going with Pine? <laughs> I do like Chris Pine, but... It's like, lady, you were literally a god. <laughs> Did you like my impression? It was very good. I'm very impressed. <laughs> that's that's the impression I do the most these days. And so when I think about Snatch Game, I'm like, ugh. Can you it, do it would be very tri tricksy as RuPaul, where, like, she has the one joke, she thinks it's really funny, and it just doesn't suit Snatch Game very well. Have I, I've talked about my Snatch Game character on this podcast already, for sure. Um, anyways, so, <laughs> can you do Gal Gadot talking to uh, Vin Diesel in Fast and the Furious? <laughs> I haven't actually seen that, so I don't know what the Me lines either, are. But, but I, I could just, do it in I could do it in her voice. I I don't know what it would be either. I've never seen any of those movies. Except Did you for know? Tokyo. So the accent that they use on Themyscira. It's just her Woman, accent, right? Yeah, it's just her accent because she couldn't do a Greek accent. So Robin Wright was like, I guess I have to do your weird accent. I guess I have. I guess we all have to do Israeli accents now. I, I seriously, I have said this so many times. Not to keep talking about Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, but the reason why she works in the first movie is that she's playing a fish out of water, and because she always fucking sounds confused or like she doesn't know her words, 
it works because she's a fish out of water. But in the second one, she's been here for like a hundred years now. There's no reason for her to be a fish out of water. And she's still like, this is an interesting artifact. I should take it with me on this plane. Oh, plane. I knew a man once. He loved planes. Shut up. (laughs) It doesn't work. (laughs) She's not a good actor is the thing. No, she's not. It's like Jason Momoa, though. genuinely bad. (laughs) Jason Momoa and Aquaman is the same thing. He's not a good actor. The only reason he worked in Game of Thrones was because he never spoke a word of English. (laughs) And he just had to look intimidating. Yeah. But him and Aquaman, it's just like, they had to dumb down the movie for him. <laughs> like, it's like, we just give these, like, hot action stars movies because they look hot and they can kick something. Yeah. They can kick something. They can! I know, it's just... This is mostly DC movies. Marvel movies get the good actors, for sure. Have you seen the new Suicide Squad? No. No spoilers. It rules. I know. I, I know. I need to watch it. it. Is I've heard it's pretty good. Excellent. <laughs> I really liked Birds of Prey. This is even better than that. This is like yeah. arguably a better Harley Quinn movie than that. Hell yeah, dude! But Mary Elizabeth Winstead isn't in this one. Oh God, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Or my two favorite actors, Ewan McGregor and Chris Messina as the villains. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. I actually I should watch that movie again soon. Birds of Prey. It's pretty good. Yeah, I watched it recently. I just. I probably also will watch Suicide Squad again. Really, I only care. The DC villains are definitely more fun than. That's Marvel because villains. they let them be fun. Yeah, Marvel villains. Unlike the heroes who have to be the moodiest, dumb, shittiest. See, I, think <laughs> I just think Zack Snyder is the thing. <laughs> Marvel. <laughs> We don't need to talk about the Mar- my my Marvel versus DC shenanigans. <laughs> Shut up, Courtney. Anyways, Glee. <laughs> Is there that much to say that we left, that we have left? No, I don't think so. I think that was just a, a good filler episode to get to some real drama. Yeah. I do remember this mattress episode. I do remember the it. Next, uh, the next four episodes are all top tier. Hell yeah. I think... Uh, <laughs> And then the fifth one is uh, the return of April Rhodes. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess Kristen we could get Genoa? to it. <laughs> Kristen Genoa? Kristen Did you see Genoa? that she's going to be Ariana Grande's like advisor on The Voice? What? <laughs> yeah. All right, well, Ariana Grande is going to be a judge on the voice and uh Kristen Chenoweth is like gonna be her like advisor that they like helps those? her team yeah Darren Chris was Nick Jonas's I have not watched the voice since like season three I I mean I've barely watched any of it but I keep up with entertainment news okay god Ariana Grande and Kristen Chenoweth have combined like the most high-pitched voices ever get Mariah Carey in there yeah <laughs> Have them all do the Oof. whistle tones. I think we would all collectively die. <laughs> That's me doing whistle tones. Zena hates it when I do that, though. She she just gave me the most scared face. I feel that bad. That was like hurt dog sound almost. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
should we <laughs> should we watch the next episode? Yes. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. Well, future us to take it away. <laughs> You gotta start how you end. You gotta end how you start. What? <laughs> okay. Cut. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of TH Glee. If you like this episode, you can give it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to see more from us, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at THGlee420. If you want to hear more of my voice, you can check out Pumping Up the Podcast, a Hannah Montana podcast, or follow me on Twitter at LovelyLacy. And if you want to hear more of my voice, you can listen to Ramsey's recaps and trailer trash, or follow me on Twitter at Smile. And until next time, don't stop believing. Oh my god. <laughs>